0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: On today's show, we're going to talk about the dentist, WVU fall camp, and more. It's your boys, RVK. This is Brandon Phoenix,
0: a.k.a. I also hate pit. Joined by Another week. Another week, Jay Fiend in the building, ready to go we'll kill him. It's time for
1: pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. What are we talking about today, Jay?
0: I'm going in. We're talking about the dentist. Do you like going to the dentist? What's your experiences at the dentist? You know what? I've known for a long time that there's a lot of people, a lot of Americans who do not like going to the dentist. They're scared of whatever. They're scared of people being in the mouth. They're scared of the noises, the drills, the scrapes, all that good stuff, which, you know, puts fear in their heart. Personally, I don't have a problem with the dentist. I actually like going to the dentist. I'm one of them weird people who, as long as it doesn't hurt, which most of the time it doesn't, if you're working on me, I'm fine. I'll let it go. What about you, B? I'm the same
1: way. If I'm going in for a cleaning, I love the dentist. I love my mouth being so fresh and so clean, clean. And I uh, just like the general atmosphere of laying back and letting somebody take care of me. I like pedicures, I like manicures, I like massages. And for me, dentist work is basically like self-care. However, I don't like the drill sound. That's one thing that gets to me. I need to be numbed up. And if I get the chance, I need to be, uh, what do you call it, gas, laughing gassed up. If that's up to
0: me, that's what I'm getting. Do you Uh, know I've never that's another good reason to go to the dentist, the laughing gas. Do you know I've never in my life not one time ever had laughing gas? Are you serious? I feel ripped off. Yes. That one time we all went. I don't even know what we went for. And you and got laughing gas, and they didn't give me any. I don't know why. But the truth is I've never had it. Never, never, never had it. It's great. It doesn't last long. It wears
1: off like right away, too. That's the other good thing about it.
0: No, but as long as they numb you up. All right. So the drills and stuff I figured out. So uh, here, here last week. Um, I went in. I had a broken tooth in the back of my mouth. Uh, I figured something was going to go on. I figured we'd reschedule for a date that worked for everybody. You know, they get in there and take a look at it. I was kind of shocked when my doctor, Chad Bush, shout-out premier group. That's a free shout-out right there because they did a good job. And uh, I actually went to junior high and high school with him, which even makes it better um, because it's better when you know somebody's going to take care of you. I sit down in the seat. They were great. They were gracious. But uh, I didn't know what was going down right then. I'll be honest, I, was, I got a little nervous. I got a little, like, he's like, oh, we could we could do the uh, root canal right now. And I thought, whoa, 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 you can't just be springing stuff on me. You got to let me think. Let me evaluate. Let me get my emotions right. But, you know, they did it, and, and it went all right. Um, they numbed it up. I think the worst part from a lot of people is seeing that needle go in. But, you know, it's just a tiny little pinch. It's more of your anticipation than anything because the the actual pinch of the, the the needle going in isn't that bad. People visualize it and think about it, but it really isn't that bad. And then once you're numbed up, they just go to work. And I found out and I figured out the drill sound. If you just shut your eyes and imagine you're at a car shop because you can't feel it and they're not in your mouth, it doesn't bother you as much.
1: No, I agree. A lot of it's mental, but I do feel bad for people. There are people who literally pass out at the thought of being at the dentist. Some of it has to do with the needle. Some of it has to do with the drill, but there are people who are literally Palm sweaty, knees weaks, uh, mom spaghetti, <laughs> all
0: all the other m M&M eight mile stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> over the dentist. Dentophobia is real. Uh, it's crazy to me this day and age because mostly now all procedures are pretty much painless. It's not like the old days where you had to go in and just deal with it. Now most procedures are just are just painless. But there's so many people who who hate dentists. I was kind of I thought for sure you were going to say that you were anti dentist. By the way. No, not at all. Or as Jerry Seinfeld would say, or as uh, actually Tim Watley would say on the Seinfeld, you're, you're an anti-dentite, but you're not.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But as you look down through here, do you know how many uh, diseases are caused by bad teeth? Oh, there's a lot. People
1: don't realize heart disease comes from can come from gingivitis, um,
0: stomach issues. People don't realize it. Amen. AbsoluteDental.com talks about 10 health issues that are caused from having bad oral health. Cardiovascular disease, like you just said. And it says uh, having poor health puts a person at risk for heart disease. If the gums are inflamed due to the bacteria that causes... uh, See, that's the reason why I should just be reading first time. Some word I can't pronounce. Some kind of disease. That same bacteria can actually get into the bloodstream and cause the arteries to build a plaque and harden. The hardening of the arteries is also called another thing I'm not going to pronounce. And now it's let's very go, Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. What's the first word you couldn't pronounce? Spell it. What's it? Periodontal? Yeah. Periodontal disease? Yeah. I just didn't want to say it wrong, so I was just, you know, you know, just keep it moving, but now we are going to have the uh the Yeah. I wish it could have been something huge. The second word was
1: atherosclerosis, A-T-H-E-R-O. Atherosclerosis.
0: Okay. That's the second word I skipped.
1: Hardening
0: of the arteries. There you go. Boom. That's all you need to know, hardening of the arteries. It also talks about it causing dementia, respiratory infections, even diabetes, pregnancy complications, infertility, erectile dysfunction cancer, kidney disease which as you read down through here it, most of it comes from the bacteria that, that's causing these diseases in the gums that you're not taking care of because people forget that the teeth are a part of the body they're attached to your head right under your brain
1: so your any diseases too. that
0: you're there you go, and anything that your mouth is fighting is going to have a direct impact on the rest of the body it's just like I, I, any other part of the body. We need to be inducted into the uh, American Dental Association for this
1: for this segment right now. I was just thinking about that. This is all free publicity for the American Dental Association. We need to be
0: inducted right now, order. Yeah, I'm just telling you. It's important. Not to mention, probably the least important thing, who likes walk around with halitosis breath? Halitosis, bad teeth, all that. I remember the comic said her breath stank so bad, even her whisper stank. She leaned <laughs> over and said, Pass the popcorn. <laughs> 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 Gotta get them teeth right. What you Sloss. been doing? Chewing on doodoo mints? <laughs> Makes me want to put a toothpaste in my fist and bust you in the mouth. Nah, no, it's real. So get it right, man. Get that mouthwash right. Now we're in COVID-19. There's some different health uh, things that they take care of. Uh, they, they call you for like a pre-screening. They ask you some questions on whether you've been sick, better around anybody who's been sick. Um, they do the temperature thing. You wear a mask the whole way in. The, uh, the dentist and the assistant both wear masks. And they're even using this thing called the dental dam. Now, I don't know if you've seen a picture that I had out. It's pretty much – it's like a really thin rubber thing that they put over your mouth where it only shows one or two teeth at a time, which stops your respiration from getting on them, blocks everything back on you, and don't have them inf- doesn't have them infecting you as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty good setup. Being as healthy as you can be in this COVID nineteen. Like I said, if it's something routine or non essential, just like a checkup or a cleaning, reschedule to a better time when things get better. But if you have to go in like I did because I broke a tooth, yeah. Yeah, they, they got some precautionary things out there. But that's us. Look at we us being educational. The more you know, you know. Dropping knowledge on them, son. Get so it that's out what there. it is. I heard somebody Boom. say one time,
1: only floss the teeth you want to keep.
0: That's funny. It's that's real. Funny. That's, that's good. That's good. About to tweet that out, son. I'm about to tweet that out. <laughs> <laughs> let, let them know. That's us. We
1: want you to get at us, your boys, RVK. Are you afraid of the dentist? Do you like the dentist? Best experiences, worst experiences. Shout out to any of the dentists or oral surgeons you've had to deal with. Get at us, as Jeremy just said, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you might consume the RVK. You can also leave us an anchor message. You can leave it and we can add it to the show. You can actually be a part of the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. Get at your boys. And let me give a shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables has been with us from the beginning, from the get. Uh, Definitely been with us, ride or die. Show love to Shrinkables. Shrinkables! Raspy Voice! It's time to talk football. West Virginia University fall camp is underway. I believe it's the eighth day Jeremy, do you have any thoughts about what's going on in Morgantown?
0: Uh, not really. Actually, you know what? I do. You see, the, the, the they look excited to be playing. You see, uh, a Chase Barrett uh, and uh, Austin Kendall rolling in that little that little gif. I don't know if it's a little short video, whatever you want to call it. It just looks like they're having fun. It seems like uh, the players are excited to be back and excited to actually have a chance to be on the field playing. So it seems like a good environment so far, but you know, how does that translate on the field? We'll see. I know ESPN doesn't think it's going to do too much, but you know, you know me. I drink the Kool-Aid, so Well, two different pundits picked
1: us to finish 2 and 8, and I think that a lot of that has to do with the strength of the offensive line. Me personally, I don't see it possible that we finish 2 and 8. I don't see no that way. even remotely possible. Absolutely not. And I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker like you, but I don't see that possible. One of the big reasons that I feel this way is because so far we're hearing good things about the offensive line. Mike Brown, who didn't play very consistently last year, they said he's been playing consistently in practice thus far. Um, Chase Barron, as you mentioned, they said he's been amazing. He's been doing really, really well. So that's good news also for the offensive line. Parker Moore, he sounds like he's doing well. Um, so if the offensive line is good, I'm not worried about the skill positions. I think Letty Brown and Alex Hinkfield are very good backs. Um, or I shouldn't say very good. I think they're, they're good backs, personally. I'm not worried about any position on offense except for the offensive line. And so far, it sounds like they're better than what was expected. So I'm excited about that, me, myself, and I quarterback where I didn't think there'd be a problem and I didn't think there'd be much of a competition it seems to be an actual competition between Austin Kendall and D- Jared Daigie. Um, it looks like neither one of them is lighting the world on fire right now Tyke Smith had two interceptions everybody was praising him for those two interceptions because Tyke Smith is a key player returning for the West Virginia Mountaineers on defense but I never know what to think is Tyke Smith
0: doing really well or are they bad balls you know what I mean yeah, but it seems that Tyke Smith um, keeps getting props, keeps getting love given to him after days of camp. So I think he, I think he's a big time player now. Now for me, more more than that, just listening to the coaches and whatnot talking about how close this battle is so far, very 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 early on. But I, I don't want to get it twisted. Tyke can play ball. I think he's going to be a good 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 player for us this year.
1: He already is good. He had a good season last year. I'm not no talking question. about that. I'm talking about. What do you, you said, to say about the quarterbacks that they've thrown two interceptions, that they threw two interceptions in one practice?
0: Yeah, I, you know, that doesn't bother me. Like I said, it's early on. We're just getting back in the mix. We're just, we're just now getting warmed up. Listen to them NFL camps. Listen to, the, um, you know, these camps breaking and people throwing interceptions. Uh, all kinds of quarterbacks. They were talking about Cam Newton throwing interceptions. Uh, I, I don't know if they mentioned Tom Brady threw one in practice or not. I'm not sure. But, you know, everybody's just now getting back in the swing of things, so I'm not really worried about that. Not right now. Coach uh, Head coach Neil
1: Brown said that he feels like mentally they're ahead of the game, whereas physically they're behind schedule, which doesn't surprise anybody because of the layoff because of COVID, which is one of the things I wondered about about actually playing a season this year. But it's good that the game, they get delayed instead of playing August 29th or September 5th. They're playing September 12th against Eastern Kentucky, who will be playing Marshall on September 5th. Um, which is a nice relief because I did not want to play Marshall. I don't ever want to play Marshall. In my opinion, it's a worthless game. It's something that's not worth doing. Um, But Eastern Kentucky will play them, and hopefully by then the guys will be ready. He said – Neil Brown also said that he's getting the team ready to get into contact because he he knows that they can't play games without actually having physically tackled and been tackled. So we're going to see what happens there. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what especially what happens to the secondary. Um we got Detroit the guy for Nick Fortune. Gotta keep him in mind. His mom passed away, so we wanna keep him in mind.
0: Yeah, I was listening to uh uh Tony Caridi and the boys and that's what they talked about. They said if, if the season were to start right now, it'd probably be uh Drayshon Miller and Nick Fortune uh uh playing at the cornerback. Um and how Drayshawn Miller seems to be playing really at a high level. Unfortunate, you know, prayers and thoughts with, with um with Nick. You know, going through what he's going through, he's at home. Um, obviously, it's a tough time, but we also need him. We need him, and especially if he could play big. Then you look at the safeties, um, the transfer from Arizona. Be nice if he could play. If he can't, we already have senior. We have two other seniors there who hopefully can show up to that that, that secondary. But if he is eligible, that only help. So. You know, there's a lot of things going on, and we have a lot of good players, good linebackers, good defensive line. We got—I I just feel like I, 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 there's no way in the world I can see us going two and eight. And I feel very optimistic for the season. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people, but it's just so early right now. Who really knows exactly everything? You know, was really going to materialize. Offensive line and quarterback; those are the keys. Because at receiver,
1: I think we're really deep. They're talking about Sam James as being a key player, once again, for the Mountaineers, taking the top off the defense. They said that he's bigger, he's stronger, and he's faster. And last year, he put the Big 12 on notice. Now, he had a lot of drops, and he missed 50-50 balls. But a lot of that you could attribute to being a true freshman. This year, it looks like it's going to be different. Allie Jennings are talking about being a David Sills type receiver, which if he could be that, Man. That would be amazing. I was with Ty- uh, Tyrone Carrier the night Ali Jennings said he was coming to WVU. We were at Bartini. Um when he when he said when he told me and he asked me if I wanted to break it on the show. I told him we didn't break news. Um but I always want to see Allie Jennings do well. Shout out to DeFi Genetics, um, who trained, right, him, right. trained him. And uh but he's not the only one. We've we've got um Sean Ryan. Bryce uh, Wheaton Ford. So I mean, I just think the o- the offense is loaded. If the off- if the important parts, the offensive line and quarterback can play, I will be very surprised if Austin Kendall's the quarterback. What about you?
0: Uh I will too. If he's a quarterback, it's going to show me a lot about his work ethic. Because, um, well, remember he was hurt last year. Okay. Okay. His accuracy wasn't where I wanted it to be. Some of the out routes were perfect. The deep ball just he, he couldn't he couldn't get on target with his receivers. And I, and I always feel like if, you, if you're not accurate, you're not going to be accurate. Now, if he's hurt, that changes things. You know what I mean? That changes things a lot. But if you're just missing, like people, you know, you know a freshman, well, he'll get better, he'll get more accurate. I don't really see a whole lot of difference between a freshman and a senior when it comes to accuracy. If you can't throw, you can't throw. Sorry. And I'm not saying also Kendall can't throw. What I'm but he saying didn't do is, it last year. He didn't do it last year. Um, but I love the confidence he has. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, he he came to West Virginia. There's a reason why he went to Oklahoma. So I hope. I hope he's everything everybody thinks he is, and I hope he just comes in and balls out. Either way, I want the best player to play and, and you know make West Virginia look good. Once again, like I said, we'll see. Wait till they start putting the pads on. Wait till they actually start playing a little bit more and we start getting more feedback so we can really get a feeling of what it is. It's too early right now. Yeah, but it's still fun to talk about. It's fun
1: to see, too, for me young guys that are getting talked about, Winston Wright, Sean Martin as a freshman getting talked about, and as a 304 boy, Sean Martin, um, looking good for the Mountaineers right now, according to all reports. Now, it's hard because most of the media can't be there, so we're relying basically on what Neil Brown says, so you don't know how much he's keeping close to to the vest and how much is just coach speak, Um, but I'm still, this, I think think this is the first time... I just in a while, think about, I've been excited about what's being said.
0: And thinking of, think about the maturity that we have at safety. We got Jake Long, a redshirt senior. You know what I mean? Sean Mahone, a redshirt senior. So we have, I feel like, leaders on the team who should be able to get it. Like, I don't know. I'm excited for this year. And I just, I'm just, you, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but two and eight is just ridiculous to me. That's absolutely incredible that that they they could even say two two and eight. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see who actually shows up and who actually balls.
1: What I'm curious about now is does the season actually happen? Because Pac-12 officials and a lot of Big Ten officials seem to believe that nobody's going to play. And one of the things things happening there is the ACC is is having some trouble. There's a COVID outbreak at at North Carolina forcing them to do um, online schooling, online classes for two weeks and the president at unc said the, the situation is currently untenable which is not
0: a good sound not a good sound coming by the out. way you said worried about now you mean worried about every week every week there's an update on do you think this season actually is going to actually get yeah played? but now students are getting back on
1: campus and you're having outbreaks students yeah. are getting back on campus and you're getting pictures and videos of people out partying no mask no social distancing
0: oh. That's and what how Kirk, many of those people are players? Kirk Herbstreit was on uh, Pat McAfee, and that's what he said. He said, I just yeah, – I heard it. He's like, I, I just can't see it happening. He's like, and then you talk to these experts. And some experts say, how in the world could you not play football when blah, 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 these are the risks. If the players want to play and the if parents want to play and they're ready to assume the risk, why not play? And then there's other experts who say, how in the world could you even be thinking about playing football? Matter of fact, my homeboy, we're going to just call him Marshall Matt. I put up a post about college football, and he's like, are you serious, Jeremy? You seriously think there's going to be college football? Yeah. He said, he said, right now, they're just kicking the can down the street. He said, it's, it's getting canceled before it even starts, which I don't like to think about. You know, if I'm dreaming, let me dream, okay? <laughs> it's been enough terribleness in this year that if I want to dream for just a couple more weeks that maybe possibly we can squeeze in the game before it all gets canceled, let me dream. Let See, me believe. That's what I think happens. I think there, I think there will be
1: games before it all gets shut down. I don't think it gets shut down before there are actual games, personally. But I don't think we make it through a whole season. I just think there's too – I think it's too contagious. And there are too many unknowns. And while Kirk Herbstreet said that the players in the Big Ten, the people who signed the petition for Justin Fields, over 250,000 people now, um, parents, players saying that they're wanting to play, they're willing to play, they're willing to assume risk, how many of those people are willing to sign paperwork saying that they will not sue? and how yep. and how and if something terrible tragic were to happen and further than that how how will that stand up in court if somebody decides to buck that cuz that's the thing is people talk a lot and they say what they would do but that's a lot about that's a lot of what you're saying now before things go south if things do go south then it's 2020
0: vision when you're looking and, back and even with 2020 vision with the Big 10 uh, you know, people started thinking, wow, what if Nebraska joined the Big 12 for just one season? And like Kirk said, that is never going to happen. Never. More or less, they're never going to let them teams play. Because it's not about this year. What happens if they get there and all of a sudden it works? And now they want to stay, you know? No way. No way. The Big yeah, Ten you're, would you're, never and, let that happen. And I agree, you're either in or you're out.
1: Yep you're in or you're out. I mean that'd be like if players could do that. Can you imagine players saying, "I'm going to leave I'm going to leave Ohio State and play for Georgia this year, uh but I'll be back at Ohio State next year?" I mean that's what the, that's what these basically what the teams would be saying if they decided they were going to leave their conference for one year, play, and then come back the next year. It just doesn't make any sense. One thing I didn't know cuz I I mean I knew the Big 10 and Pac-12 were obviously connected because of the Rose Bowl. I didn't realize how connected they were. Jeremy, did you realize they've been connected since 1946?
0: Yeah. Well, I've, I heard the same interview, Dick. You did. Oh, so.
1: that's right. That's right. That's right. And they talked about Lou Holtz talking about that, which um, that's just – so it makes more sense that they the two did the same thing. But the coach – the thing that I find interesting is the responses. Kirk Herbstreit talked about this. Pat McAfee talked about this. The response, the response in the Pac-12 and the response in the Big Ten – from the coaches has been so vastly different. You hear almost nothing from the Pac-12. All the noise you hear comes from the Big Ten,
0: and it's crazy to me. You know why? Because I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. The Pac-12 cares about college football the least. The South cares about it the most. And then Ohio State is right after that. That's what it is. The Midwest is after that. Brayden, and, and if you don't believe me, start pricing tickets for big games look for a michigan ohio state ticket or alabama lsu ticket then go out west and look how much a usc versus oregon ticket is or or the, i'm telling you over here outrageous a tennessee game i don't know who tennessee thinks they are outrageous 200 and some dollars per ticket versus you know alabama when they come in or or 300 dollars when alabama comes in over at usc you can go to the coliseum watch them play their big time rival ucla for 65 dollars because they just crazy. don't care. They just don't care as much. No, that really is crazy. And by the way, this is not me making up stuff. Go check the ticket prices. Check how much these things go for. It's not like their their stadium holds so much more. They just don't care as much. I'm sorry. They don't.
1: They're more academically inclined. They're more scientifically inclined. More NFL. I mean, more pro sports inclined. Most importantly, more pro. Well, and even pro sports, they don't show up till late and they leave early. Um. So it's just all so interesting. I just wonder what the financial ramifications will be for all of this. And I also wonder what in the world w- will we do if there is no college football?
0: What will you do, Jeremy, if there's no college football on Saturdays? I don't know. Uh, probably watch the NFL since it'll take over Saturdays. But <laughs> Do you think the NFL will do that? Yes. Are you serious? Kirk was talking about it there again on Pat Backview, and He was like, um, it's up in the air right now because they're talking about uh, them, some of the college football uh, hosts hosting NFL games, and somebody yeah. had said that they're going to permanently do it, like because that's the A team that ABC has. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think for well, sure. Well, I just wonder though because Saturday, Saturday the NFL, is prime real
1: estate. It is prime real estate, but the trouble is the NFL likes. I I don't know. I can see them easily keeping games on Sunday, trying to maintain tradition,
0: nope. and also not getting. They went to more... Brandon. Brandon. They already went to Thursday. If you go to, you don't break more tradition more than going to Thursday. They're going to Saturday. If there's no college football, they are going to Saturday.
1: Two I days of NFL
0: so. football, no doubt. I hope so. It'll save it'll save the fall if they do that. Somewhat,
1: yeah. mean, go ahead. Well, without that, what do we do? It's true. Like somebody said, somebody said, dude right now getting so nervous thinking about all the pumpkin patch trips they're going to have to take this year on Saturday. <laughs> oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. It's so terrible. It's terrible. But true. So I don't know. Um I do know, I hope it doesn't come to that. The one cool thing is there's a new uh saliva test so they don't have to stick the the brush all the way up the nose to check to see if you have covid. They're doing it's a new saliva test. Andy Slavitt reported about it on Twitter. It's out of Yale, I believe. And the the best thing about the saliva test is it's only four dollars. There you go. So four dollars makes it affordable to everybody. Everybody can afford to test regularly at four dollars a test as opposed to one hundred dollars a test, which is about what it is right now. If that saliva test is real, if it's accurate, then you football has a much greater chance of happening. But I think one of the things I think has happened is people are just tired of quarantine. Even the people that I know that are the most hardcore, uh, who were the most hardcore as far as quarantine and social distancing, they're just not doing it anymore. And when you start talking about taking college football away when people are already feeling this way, I just think they're going to have to find a way, they're going to find a way, um, they're going to want to find a way to play but I just don't think that it'll last. I think there's going to be too many breakouts because people aren't following the rules or not even trying to follow the rules. West Virginia, for example, is begging and pleading on social media and through other means to get their, to get their um, campus to be safe and to be responsible, and it's just not going to happen. Yep. And the bars and clubs aren't going to help because they need the money. They need yep. the business. So we'll see. That's all I got. You want to talk about the NBA bubble? Mm. Jeremy, have you, you been
0: watching Dame Lillard? Nah, nah, not yet. I'll get into it. It's just um, I, I didn't see Dame time be LA, but the truth is, you know, overreaction Monday. I mean, we've we've watched too many uh, NBA sport or sporting events, uh, too many series to realize that one game. I mean, doesn't mean a thing. I appreciate you, Dame. You went off, Dame. You did your thing, Dame. You're not winning the series. I'm sorry. He went off for seven games in a row now, Jay. Yeah, well, that's one game against the Lakers. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Their,
1: I just don't see the Lakers guards being able to handle McCollum or Dame Lillard. I don't see that changing. I don't see a game plan in which that changes. Yeah, yeah. I don't I I don't see where the Lakers miss so many shots like Kuzma and then everybody else I, did I, that game. I believe they I don't Jeremy, they have been missing shots the entire bubble. This, yeah. isn't a, this wasn't a fluke or a one-game anomaly. Uh, well, to put some money on it. it put All some right? money on it. You know I don't put no <laughs> money on no games.
0: I uh, still feel like you jumping bad. Like you got some real feelings. <laughs> now,
1: Orlando and Milwaukee, another 8-seed beating a 1-seed in the first game. I don't see that continuing.
0: Oh, Jalen Rose called, called that, too. He didn't say they were going to win, but Jalen Rose was like, look, you got to you going to have Gordon coming in here talking about – I'm not scared of Andre DeCupo, uh the Greek freak. I'm just as good as him. Um, and other players on Orlando saying, what? We can ball too. He said, watch out. Watch out for Orlando in this first game. They're not going to win the series, but I fully believe this first game, they're going to give them everything they have. And what happened? They 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 win that first game. So the key to this is don't overreact over one game. It's the number one thing. I'll tell you another game that I'm interested in. Dallas,
1: um, Dallas and the Clippers. I thought the Clippers would handle the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, 42 points in his debut, the most ever by a debut in a debut playoff game. Um, and I think the Mavs would have won that game if Chris Porzingis wasn't kicked out Me with too. 21 minutes to go. Me too. And I and Me I think it's real trouble. That's real trouble for the Clippers because I don't think that changes. Again, I don't think that changes at all. I think Chris Depp, has confidence now, and I think Doncic has confidence now that they can do what they want to do offensively against the against the Clippers, who are supposed to be so great on the perimeter defending.
0: But you gotta learn how to win and you have to learn how to be a championship team. I still think Dallas is a little too young and I think the Clippers have a little too much moxie and veteran leadership with with Kawhi. And the biggest thing is this if Dallas could have taken game one and to put real pressure on the series, they lost a game that they probably could have, should have won, had uh, Perzingas not been hit with that first bogus, bogus technical. Um, And when you let a game slip like that in a a series, you're not supposed to win anyway, that could be big. So, you know, they may have kid a couple, but they're not winning the series either. I just love how they're doing it. I wish you could put college football in a bubble. I wish you could put the NFL in a bubble.
1: I wish that those sports had the same opportunity – um that the nba does of course they're completely different there are way more players it's just not possible to do that now, now here's
0: the thing here's the thing I- i'm sure we're going to talk about this later on i just thought about this like you get let's say West Virginia gets to the national championship game somehow okay i know i know i'm dreaming but West Virginia gets to the national championship game is there any way that they're really going to do any test on any of their players that week answer is no well, but if you say that, oh. you say that. what
1: about conference championships? What about rivalry games? What about the Red River yeah, rivalry? Yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a
0: national championship. West Virginia, if we get to the national championship game, I'm telling you now, there's not going to be one real test that gets reported if it's failed. Or like
1: he said, if somebody gets sick, we did contact tracing. He's a loner. He wasn't around <laughs> yeah. anyone.
0: He was by himself yeah. the entire time. Because the way it works is if somebody comes down with it, the people that were around him get quarantined too. For two, like I weeks. Said, for two weeks. Two weeks you could miss and have a big time player miss and he not even have COVID. He was just around somebody who did. So like you said, he's a loner. No, no, he didn't know he didn't stay no, around anybody. No. He was by himself. Yeah. this is crazy right now. But we can't wait to see how it turns out.
1: Yeah, and I, I I'm I I personally am loving the playoffs. I'm loving it. It feels like March Madness to me. All the games, game after game after game. Um I love it. I'm loving it, and maybe it's just me missing sports, but I wouldn't say that because I don't care about baseball and I haven't been paying attention to baseball, except for Fernando Tatis, which, by the way, Fernando Tatis has been junior, has been doing what I what I love, obliterating unwritten rules, hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch, stealing third base up six runs. I love it.
0: I, no, I can't stand. I, I like baseball. I love playoff baseball. I can't stand baseball purists in the unwritten rule. Like I said, I said this a while back. Just say it out loud one time. Because a guy flips his bat, I'm going to throw a 97 mile now fastball at his head. Does that
1: even make sense? Get out of here. Get out of here. I hate unwritten rules, they're so stupid. Baseball has no clock. Which means you can have a big inning and come back. You don't take your foot off the gas. Period. Especially now with the new, uh, new um, extra innings rule, where you had a man who starts on second base. I just, I just don't understand these people. And I, and then to tease his manager, saying that he told him not to swing. Um, why would you tell a guy not to swing? These are grown men who've been playing baseball their whole life. Why would you not just let them go up there and make the best decision possible unless you had something very specific as far as strategy is concerned? And in that case, he didn't have anything as far as strategy concerned. He was just honoring those stupid, unwritten rules, which is one of the reasons why baseball is losing young fans and why they're not going to attract casual fans. Because throw, throw a better pitch. Throw a better pitch. You don't want to
0: – don't throw a meatball down the middle and get mad when somebody dings it. Dumbest thing ever. Dumbest thing ever. Gosh, I can't stand. I can't stand baseball. Baseball's purest. Man, they get on my nerves. I hate them too. But that's it
1: for the RVK. If you guys have anything for us, let us know. Oh, um, is there anything basketball WVU basketball wise you want to talk about? Nope. What do you think about Hug's new hair his long hair and goatee? Uh I don't know if I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it. He's looking grizzled. And now he's on Cameo, too, which means you can pay to have him say a message to a friend or family member or to yourself if you want. So shout out to Hugs on getting on Cameo, charging $100 a pop.
0: Um, Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm cutting it off. That's it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for the
1: RVK. That's it for the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit Take with Jeremy in the building. Jeremy and Fien in the building. Get at us any way you know how. Holla at your boys.